got the profit up. shenanigans yeah Mm. so that one backfired yeah hey you got a cough there take some heroin (laughs) yes see that's what people don't understand about this COVID thing you just need to do heroin yeah all right if you trip and scrape your knee try some crack try crack yeah (laughs) sprained your ankle cocaine cocaine (laughs) (laughs) what I mean, that's the easiest way. I mean, they could just be using their nubs. I mean, I would find a way to... Ma- I'd use my feet. I'd find a way to masturbate. I ain't stopping yeah. just because you cut my hands off. If anything, <laughs> it's going to make me explore different options. Kill him! I need his blood! That's pretty sadistic. He's like, <laughs> I did not steal that apple. Yeah. He's guilty! Fuck him! <laughs> <laughs> I got a headache! Fuck him! And Boom. Welcome to Carpool Shenanigans. I am Justin Wallace. Thank you for making it. I appreciate that you're here. Um, with with me as always is <laughs> with me as always is the man that was arrested for bestiality on seventy two different accounts. Those those poor raccoons. Uh, they're finally letting him loose on parole with a uh, job. Jerking off horses, Mitch Glasgow. Your prison life was tough for you. It was. Now I just go shirtless. That makes sense. Well, you know what they say: once you go to jail, you go shirtless. That's just a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, how's prison life? Seen you got a haircut. Yeah, I did. I'm part of the uh, the gang now. The game. <laughs> All righty. What would your prison name be? Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, like no, you're that's your actual name. What's your what's your prison name? You're just Mitch. <laughs> Prisoner one five six eight. One five six eight. Or the Highlander would be a good one. The Highlander? There can only be one. I saw a, a Facebook skit, and this guy said his prison name was Leg Ryan. I like Leg Ryan. That's I don't understand that at all. No. Yeah. So why? What's with the shirtless thing? I'm confused now. I you know. had a. Sh- I felt free. You felt free. Uh, I I saw the shirt. You know, right when we started 
recording and then it just kind of like disappeared somehow is that like a magic trick that's just what you do to me oh okay i didn't know if that was like a shirtless you know the gang i didn't know if that's like a thing you guys did or i could kind of move my boobies that's i want to say impressive i really do but it's just disturbing so we haven't recorded just me and you in a while. It feels nope. like it's been a while, but was it two episodes now? It's been a while. Yeah. It's been it's been more than that. Yeah. Deanna had, you know, she thought her personal life was more important than the podcast episode. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Personal lives full of shit. <laughs> I have a dog trying to bite my nuts right now. It's not too comfortable. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, this Friday. What? What? Anyways. This Friday, March 5th, you started a thing. um, And it's kind of blown up. I would say it's blown up, right? For us anyways. Yeah, it's reached about 700 people. It's reached a lot of people. Yeah. And for us, we're maybe 30, 50 people. But 700 is kind of a ridiculous number. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good to actually do some good in this world for once. And, and uh, I'm, I'm just glad that that dog's going to get the help that it needs. Um, uh, you want to explain what's happening this Friday? Uh, we're going to go. Uh, the Scene Snobs channel is doing a eight-hour fundathon for this little puppy named Brady. Um, it's going to be real exciting. There's going to be games. There's going to be a whole bunch of uh, podcasters on there. It's going to be fun. And uh, I'm going to be on the show. Um, a special appearance, which, you know, I understand not a lot of people get to see me very often. No, uh, Mick called me and he said that they're spending a couple grand on a red carpet just for you. Just oh, for I, you to make an I, appearance. I, I would, that's why I don't go on a lot of podcasts because when I do go on a podcast, they're like, wow. This guy really is a letdown. That's why we get celebrities. To, you know, they ask us to be on the show, but we're like, no, this is just like a, a me and Mitch and Deanna thing. We don't want to, we don't want to impose. You know. Yeah, we can see why he's the co-host. Yeah. Yeah. Erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Erectile you like that? Dysfunction. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's my fake name for the day. Anywho, we weren't sure how to run this episode because, you know, it was last second. We had we had guests that wanted to be on, and she had some personal issues as well. And Mitch and I, we've just grown accustomed to not having a life at all, you know. Are you playing with your tits? What are you doing? <laughs> I can move my boobies. <laughs> if you... Uh, if you ever want to watch the live version, I understand listen to the podcast is great. Bump our numbers up, leave some reviews. That really helps us. But the live version is up on our Facebook page, The Daily Commuter, as well as our Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash carpool underscore shenanigans. It's amazing how hairy they are. Still disturbing. Still disturbing. I mean, it, and it's pretty exciting. If you guys haven't gone, checked out the uh, the scene stops uh, it you guys got to it's a very interesting podcast and, um, especially a channel and you guys gotta go check it out there's a whole bunch of podcasts on there you can go see and 
or helps us, helps them, helps yeah. Mick out. Uh, he's been, I mean, usually I expected to join a network and then them just kind of try to control us, try to tell us what to do, when to do it. But not only have we gotten freedom from joining them, it's very supportive. And for an indie podcast, nothing really big labeled. Um, they're really supporting each other. Uh, we're trying to support them as much as possible. Of course. Um, yeah. What do you say we uh, get to the funny? The funny is the whole show, Justin. I don't know about that. Okay. Well, you didn't think you don't think my nipples on the show. I don't know if a lot of people find that funny. I uh, know they find it attractive, sexy. Yeah, I mean, comment section is just blowing up right now. People like, hey, uh, we want to see more, and you know, like, what's, oh. what, <laughs> what's that woman doing in the background, <laughs> tied up? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, bitch! <laughs> Shut your mouth! <laughs> We're recording an episode. You can yeah. strangle later. Let me do my podcast. <laughs> so if you'd like to be uh, Mitch's next victim, hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we're going to do uh, some medical practices, medical things, just in the medical field, I guess. Um, I'm going to get, it's going to get all over the place, a little weird. I'm going to try to keep it in one spot and uh, we'll go from there. So the first thing I want to talk about is, is things that are like nurses have found in okay. other in, in other people. The you first said, one. Wait, you said on or in, in other people? In, in inside. Okay. I don't give a fuck what's on them. I want to know what's in them. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good motto to live by. <laughs> so uh, one was cement mix. Cement mix. Yeah. You know what would have been good? I should have brought my dad in on this one. Yeah, it's never too late. It's always too late. That's true. So cement mix, like yeah. the like what we used to use for like poles? Yeah, like driveways, all that. Okay. Uh, according to the medical report, the couple explained that the man with the concrete in his anus had asked his partner to stir up a batch of concrete before asking him, pour it into his rectum via a funnel. The material then hardened and caused him enormous pain. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out the, the thought process behind this. I, you know when Jackass was big and people were doing dumb shit? Was this just an after effect of that? You never thought about putting cement mix up your ass? Um, maybe once or twice, but you know, at, at the end, you usually my conscience wins and goes, nah, it's probably a bad idea. I, I want to see what my anus looks like inside a molding per se. You could use chocolate molds. You could, but cement is forever. Yeah. Yeah. So is cement if you don't pull out. <laughs> yeah. uh. <laughs> How about a boiled egg? A whole boiled egg? Did they try to boil it inside, or was it boiled before it went in? Dude, that'd be weird if you pull it out and it's all boiled. <laughs> I want it scrambled. Yeah. 
what the fuck is it? This ain't over easy. <laughs> a well-dressed older gentleman came in wearing the sort of raincoat one usually associates with flashers. He claimed he'd been standing at a bus stop when a group of youths accustomed him and inserted a hard-boiled egg up his ass. It was the fact that the shell had been removed which made the story so amusing to me and the likelihood so bizarre. So some youths went up to this guy and just shoved an egg up his ass. Just a random guy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! Hey, get over here! Fuck you, old man! (laughs) (laughs) The phantom egger. Yeah, Yeah, that brings a whole new meaning to egg and it does. Yeah. So uh, starts with egg in people's house. Next thing you know, kids are trying to shove eggs up people's butts. I'm just trying to figure out that whole scenario. Like, I mean, they had to like take that guy down and just like take this egg up the ass. Like that sounds like more of a homicide than Yeah. Assault and battery with an egg. Yeah. Well, you have to go through the thought process of, you know, you have to boil the egg first and then like I feel like it was a well thought out plan. Mm, yeah sure yeah so i've got some stories uh some more uh margaret dahlman a netherlands native was admitted to the hospital with searing stomach pains and her x-ray showed that the problem was probably either a giant squid eating her insides a sideways bart simpson head a mutated pineapple a face hugger alien or rather an entire set of forks and spoons. What? <laughs> Nearly 78 utensils total that she swallowed. That's that's a lot. Um, why is mm. the question that comes up, I guess? Well, why did she eat them instead of, of use them to eat food? Who the fuck knows? I personally am much more interested in that sweet squid x-ray. But I guess if you're interested in what is wrong with the woman, their operating surgeons and attending medical professionals on the case theorized that the dolman was suffering from pica, a disorder that is rare among pregnant women that causes them to crave non-food items. Sufferers often consume dirt, metal, trash, and most likely McDonald's. Makes sense. Uh, it, It, you know, her swallowing that kind of brings a whole new light to hide the silverware. Yeah. I've never heard that saying, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. You said hide the silverware? Let's go back to what who says that? Everybody does. Hide the silverware. Okay, okay. We'll play along. When was the last time you heard someone say, Oh, hide the silverware? Mom's coming, step bro, hide the silverware. Well, yeah. It's the worst porno ever. Well, when people used to have, like, silver, like silver spoons and, I mean, junkies get off on that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Fine. (laughs) Werewolf junkies hiding silverware. (laughs) Uh, excuse you? We about to have to put another dog on uh, GoFundMe page. Hold on. I'm going to let her outside. If 
if she wakes Trevor and Alex up, I'll have to murder her. Oh, go Maybe. ahead. Get your ass a going. Yeah. I'm here shirtless while Justin is letting out a fucking dog. All right, we're back. Okay, so another guy, he packed uh, 17 oxycodone pills, one cigarette, six matches, one flint, one empty syringe with an eraser over the needle tip, one lip balm container, one condom, one CBS receipt, and a coupon in his rectum. Why? <laughs> the most impressive thing about this feat, however, is that he stuffed all these objects into a condom. Um, what brain is made to survive that kind of packing? If that information got out, it would have been great publicity. Now, he was going to prison. That's why he did all this. Oh, so he put all that up there to escape later on? Is that yeah. the thought no, process no, behind no, it? No, he just to survive in prison. To survive in prison? Yeah. You know, pe people sell stuff in prison. I. I could see that. I mean, I don't know why he would go with the receipt. That doesn't quite make sense. Hmm. Sneaking stuff into prison happens quite often, but this is really the biggest, most varied grab bag of goodies ever to be almost sneaked in. It really would have made for quite the decadent first week. Also, there was another condom in there, just in case. If you were going to make some sexual changes in prison, you might as well be safe about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm glad he was thinking ahead like that. Yeah, of course. And plus, if you don't use it, you can just sell it. Why not? It's already covered in shit. <laughs> How about uh, some practices that were used during, like, the old days? Like, different things to be used. How about heroin? Her is this like when the Coke was in Coca-Cola? Pretty much. Initially, okay. heroin was... Heroin. Heroin was invented during an attempt to produce a drug similar to morphine, but less potent and less addictive. However, quite the opposite happened. Heroin turned out to be um, around two times more potent than morphine itself. It was then prescribed to treat coughs and other elements such as back pain and insomnia. From 1898 through 1910, these cough syrups were marketed as non-addictive morphine substitute and quickly became the cause of one of the highest addiction rates among its users. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So that one backfired. Yeah. Hey, you got a cough there? Take some heroin. <laughs> yes. See, that's what people don't understand about this COVID thing. You just need to do heroin. Yeah. All right. If you trip and scrape your knee, try some crack. Try crack. Yeah. <laughs> Sprained your ankle? Cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> so, uh, how about J.H. Kellogg? You know who he is? Um, I'm guessing the guy that made Kellogg. Mm -hmm. The man behind the beloved Kellogg cereal brand, brand was a full-fledged medical doctor and health activist. Other little-known fact, Dr. Kellogg's famous cornflakes were also originally created to prevent sexual urges, or more specifically, to inhibit the urge to masturbate. 
Oh, God, give me a bowl. Masturbation was considered a huge sin back in the 19th century, and Kellogg believed that a healthy diet was the answer to this problem. Unfortunately, Kellogg's flaky idea for his anti-masturbatory breakfast did not provide the desired results. I know. You know what he should do instead? If that if masturbating is really a problem back in the day, just cut their hands off. <laughs> what? I mean, that's the easiest way. I mean, they could just be using their nubs. I mean, I would find a way to. Ma- I'd use my feet. I'd find a way to masturbate. I ain't stopping yeah. just because you cut my hands off. If anything, <laughs> it's gonna make me explore different options. <laughs> That's what I like about stoners without a pipe. They'll use anything. anything. Exactly. I smoked a lot of pot in my day. You don't think I haven't thought about that? <laughs> what was like, your day yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> Man, what would I do if these hands were cut off? Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, I got a joke for you. What did the kid with no hands get for Christmas? What? I don't know. He can't open it. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> it's a prolonged joke. It's supposed to be like, he got gloves. Just kidding. We don't know if he can open it. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's, it's a good joke. I thought it was good. You should tell your dog joke. Which one? Oh, what do you call a dog with no legs? What's that? It doesn't matter. He's not coming. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You know, I actually told that joke at work today, and they were like, Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like we have a hosting a fundathon for Brady at the bottom or anything like that. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, so back in the 19th century, a cutting-edge new treatment for rheumatism was uh, introduced on Australia's southern coast. Uh, sitting inside a rotting whale carcass. Okay. It was we- believed that if a person stayed inside of a dead whale for 30 hours, they would be relieved of joint aches for up to 12 months. Clearly, there's no scientific evidence to support the healing power of sitting inside a dead whale. But it seems like people were desperate enough to actually try it. I want to know from them if it worked, because I'll find a dead whale right now. <laughs> uh, that would be bad. Be fucked up. He goes, man, my, my back still hurts. Well, you're only in there for 29 hours. You want to try it again? <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to go to like ancient medical practices here. Oh, even farther back? Even farther back, for thousands of years, medical practitioners clung to belief that the sickness was merely the result of a little bad blood. Bloodletting probably began with the ancient Sumerians and Egyptians, but it didn't become common practice until the time of classical Greece and Rome. Influential physicians like Hippocrates and Galen maintained that the human body was filled with four basic substances, or humors, Yellow bile, black bile, phlegm, and blood. And these needed to be kept in balance to maintain proper health. With this in mind, patients with a fever or other element were often diagnosed with an overabundance of blood. 
to restore bodily uh, harmony. Their doctor would simply cut open a vein and drain some of their vital fluids in a receptacle. In some cases, leeches were even used to suck the blood directly from the skin. While it could easily result in accidental death from blood loss, phlebotomy endured as a common medical practice well into the 19th century. Medieval doctors prescribed blood draining as a treatment for everything from a sore throat to the plague. And some barbers listed it as a service along with haircuts and shaves. <laughs> Got a bad haircut? Let's cut your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Is your haircut making you sad? Let me cut them wrists for you. <laughs> I've got some leeches in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like shaves them and then he like cuts his throat. And he's like, oh, I'm just letting blood let. You know who else? Oh, wait. Are you going to get to who else got a famous person got bloodletted? No. Well, I'll do it for you. George Washington. That's right. On his last days, he was riding around out in the rain, checking on his uh, ranch of sorts. And uh, it was raining. It was cold, you know. And he, uh, he got a sore throat. So he went in, didn't think nothing of it, just had dinner with the wife, and then he was bedridden all of a sudden. Well, they called a doctor in. The doctor decided to take about a couple liters of his blood. I think in total is around... Like five, three to five liters of blood. Yeah, pretty much drained him. Yeah. Thinking that would get rid of his sore throat. Hmm. And then to, uh, I think to bring him back, they tried putting the blood back in him and uh, shoving molasses down his throat. We well, ended up with ammonia. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny all the ways they tried to get to save him and it didn't work. No, nope. just Bill Cosby all over again. Bill Cosby. Here's another one that is kind of hard to uh, say. Uh, it's called trepanation. Trepanation. That sounds like a game. Humanity's oldest form of surgery is also one of its most gruesome. As far as back as the seventh, as far as back as seven thousand years ago, civilizations around the world engaged in trepanation, the practice of boring holes in the skull as a means of curing illnesses. Researchers can only spec speculate on how or why this grisly form of brain surgery first developed. A common theory holds that it may have been some form of tribal ritual or even a method for releasing evil spirits believed to possess the sick and mentally ill. Still, others argue that it was, was a more conventional surgery used to treat epilepsy, headaches, abstinence, and blood clots. Trepan skulls found in Peru hint that it was a common emergency treatment for cleaning out bone fragments left behind by skull fractures, and evidence shows that many of the patients survived the surgery. They actually survived getting holes drilled in their brain? It seems like it. How? I don't know. Like, I'm telling you right now, if you drill the hole in my brain, that's it. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's the end for everybody. Yeah, that's your brain. Another okay. one that you've probably heard of is mercury. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, mercury is notorious for its toxic properties, but it was once used as a common elixir and topical medicine. The ancient uh, Persians and Greeks considered it a useful ointment, and, and second century Chinese alchemists prized liquid mercury or quicksilver and red mercury sulfide for their supposed ability to increase lifespan and vitality. Some healers even promised that by consuming noxious brews containing poisonous mercury, sulfur, and arsenic, their patients would gain eternal life and the ability to walk on water. One of the most famous ca uh, casualties of this diet was the Chinese emperor Ken Shin Hong, who supposedly died after ingesting mercury pills designed to make him immortal. From Sign me up. From the Renaissance until the early 20th century, mercury was also used as a popular medicine for sexually transmitted diseases like syphilis. While some accounts claim the heavy metal treatment was successful in fighting off the infection, patients often died from liver and kidney damage caused by mercury poisoning. Let's go back to that walk on water thing. That sounds like a happier time. Yeah, well, he might have been dreaming it. While what? he was seeing the light. <laughs> Just tripping out. I mean, I'm just trying to, I mean, I guess it's just trial and error. Well, yeah, I, a lot of medicine runs off that placebo effect. I mean, if you believe it's going to make you better, it will make you better. That sort of thing. Yeah. The but mind I, is fucking phenomenal. Mind's great. You could put sugar in your system and you'll be fine, but you can't put poison in your body and think you're going to be okay. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. I take ibuprofen and, you know. No, I feel like ibuprofen is <laughs> it can be compared to mercury. I mean, yeah. it's similar. Sure. One kills you, one gives you weird erections. Dude, my nipples are getting so hard right now, and it's not because of what you said, but because it's cold in here. Yeah. Anyways, so if you have ever get a scratch on you, the next thing you should try is animal dung ointments. Animal shit. Yeah. The ancient Egyptians had a remarkable, well-organized medical system, complete with doctors who specialized in healing specific elements. Nevertheless, the cures they prescribed were always up to snuff. Lizard blood, dead mice, and mud, moldy bread were all used as topical ointments and dressings. And women were sometimes dosed with horse saliva as a cure for an impaired libido. Most, okay. most disgusting of all, Egyptian physicians used human and animal excrement as a cure-all remedy for diseases and injuries. Now, hold on. I only think that is because, like, maybe, like, the pharaoh was being an asshole, and they're like, well, <laughs> show this motherfucker. Yeah, the physicians went on strike with their own shit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. According to the 1500 B.C.'s uh, papyrus, Donkey, dog, gazelle, and fly dung were all celebrated for their healing properties and their ability to ward off bad spirits. <laughs> While these repugnant remedies may have occasionally led to tet tetanus and other infections, they probably weren't entirely ineffective. 
Research shows that microflora found in some types of animal dung contain antibiotic substances. Oh, I'm, put a monkey dung on you. I'm still trying to figure out. Well, it has to be like for every, for all these things, it had to work on one person, right? Well, yeah, I mean. They just make it up out of their ass and hope it catches on. Well, I just see it working for one person and they're like, holy shit, this works. So maybe it, you know, and it just got lucky. That's all it was. This just reminds me of that American Dad episode where uh, Francine's mother puts Haley has a uh, um, herpes on her lip. <laughs> and so Francine's mom puts monkey shit on her lip. And she wonders, she's like, Mama, it's getting worse. And she's like, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Here, put some more monkey shit on your face. Like, <laughs> Well, if those were, if those ones right there, if shit was the one that supposedly worked, I want to know what didn't work. <laughs> What's the practice where they're like, all right, so you have a cough. We have this new technology where we cut your penis off and it will make your cough go away. Got a headache? <laughs> Stick your head up an elephant's ass. <laughs> you hold still and we just fist you for 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I promise you're not going to feel that stub toe for yeah. much longer. Yeah. Having trouble for erection? Have a giraffe jerk you off. <laughs> as long as it involves animals, it's medically approved. Yeah. <laughs> so number five is cannibal cures. Suffering from persistent headaches, muscle cramps, or stomach ulcers. Once upon a time, your local physician may have prescribed an elixir containing human flesh, blood, or bone. So-called corpse medicine was disturbingly common practice for hundreds of years. The Romans believed that the blood of fallen gladiators could cure epilepsy. The 12th century apothecaries were known for keeping a stock of mummy powder, a Maccabee extract made from ground-up mummies looted from Egypt. Meanwhile, in the 17th century England, King Charles II was known for enjoying a draught of king drops, a restorative brew made from crumbled human skull and alcohol. This tastes like Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this taste friendly? It doesn't taste like my normal enemies. <laughs> these, uh, uh, these... Where's my dog? <laughs> <laughs> these cannibalistic medicines were thought to have magical properties. By consuming the remains of a deceased person, the patient also ingested part of their spirit, leading to increased vitality and well-being. The type of cure prescribed usually, usually corresponded to the type of element. Skull was used for migraines and a human fart for muscle. No, <laughs> could you imagine? And, <laughs> Bad breath? Let me fart in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. And human fat for muscle aches. But getting fresh stock could be a gruesome process. In some cases, the sickly would even attend executions in the hope of getting a cheap cup of the freshly killed person's blood. Kill him! I need his blood! 
That's pretty sadistic. He's like, uh, I did not steal that apple. Yeah. He's guilty. Fuck him. <laughs> I got a headache. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, my God. Medicine, man. And we still have, you know, this is probably going to hurt a lot of people's feelings, but fuck them. This is our show. You know the crystals? Have you seen those? Crystal meth? Close? I'm talking about the healing crystals. Oh, yeah, those stupid-ass healing crystals. <laughs> you hold this rock, and it makes you feel better. Are you talking about this healing crystal? Fuck you. You don't I'm have a healing crystal. No. no. No, but my mom believes in that stuff. She doesn't listen to the show, does she? Anyways. <laughs> hey, some cultures are dumbasses. Now, if you, you can't get a fake healing crystal, you have to get a real healing crystal. Yeah, crystal meth. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyrone. Yeah, it, it makes you feel better when you're sucking dick on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first time I sucked a dick for crack. <laughs> Uh, so number oh, six is a wandering womb. Wandering, like it grew legs and ran off. We're gonna find out. Ancient Greek doctors believed that a woman's womb was a separate creature with a mind of its own. According to the writings of Plato and Hippocrates, when a woman was a celibate for extended time, her uterus, described as a living animal eager to bear children could dislodge and glide freely about her body, causing suffocation, seizures, and hysteria. This curious diagnosis endured in some form into the time of the Romans, well after doctors had learned that the womb was held in place by ligaments. To prevent the wombs from going on walkabout, ancient women were counseled to marry young and bear as many children as possible. For a womb that had already broken free, doctors prescribed therapeutic baths, infusions, and physical massages to try to force it back in position. I, they might Wait, be... hold up, hold up, back up there, back up, one second, one second, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me the womb needed a massage? Yes. Was this the birth of fisting? It was. They just get up in there, and we need yeah. to put all that back into place. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, that they were like, bear as many children as you can, so get pounded as much as you can. Huh. Well, I guess you're not technically a hoe if you're doing it for your womb? Think about it. They call women nowadays sluts, but women back then got fucked constantly. I know. Think about your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Grandma, what's this video that's labeled gangbang? Yeah. <laughs> why is, the 70s were a rough time. <laughs> why why is Elvis Presley in this one? <laughs> oh shit. Mm. 
They might even, so they might even fumigate the patient's head with sulfur and pitch while simultaneously rubbing a pleasant smelling lotion between her thighs. The logic being that the womb would flee from the bad smells and move back into a righteous place. And that makes total sense. And so they graduated, and then now that's what we call the douche. Huh. Interesting. So that's how they got the invention. Yeah. Instead of fisting, they finally came up with a tool to use it. I would rather believe in Papa Bawa. Papa Bawa, no! <laughs> how about the Babylonian skull cure? This sounds good. For the ancient Babylonians, most illnesses were thought to be the result of demonic forces or punishment by the gods for past misdeeds. Doctors often had more in common with priests and exorcists than modern physicians, and their cures usually involved some component for, of magic. For example, if a patient ground their teeth, the healer might suspect that the ghost of a deceased family member was trying to contact them in their sleep. According to the ancient nomadic texts, the doctor would recommend sleeping by a human skull for a week as a way of exercising the spirit. To ensure this disturbing treatment worked, the tooth grinder was also instructed to kiss and lick the skull seven times each night. Mm, I don't know about that one. That seems like a regular Tuesday night for me. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Just got some skulls laying around, you know? Yeah, of all my victims. That's super dark. Wasn't it like they did math on how much how much blood from your enemies would be needed to make a short sword? You seen that? Mm -mm. They used they pull the iron from the blood. It's like two hundred people. Mm. Well, Maybe I got there. Twenty two people. I don't know. Or five fat people. Or five fat people. A diabetic sword. I like it. You got diabetes? Try rubbing this skull. Yeah. Or, or cocaine. Or lick it. <laughs> just don't fuck it. it. Just don't fuck it. That's probably the, that's probably where skull fucking came into place. <laughs> <laughs> Who shit my skull again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The doctor walks in. I told you to lick it, not fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been using it as a toilet this whole time. Oh, shit. No wonder ghosts were such a big thing. Those skulls would have been pissed. Well, yeah, no wonder there's evil spirits around here. They've been shit in. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking my eye hole for decades. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, put me to rest. <laughs> Will someone grind me up and snort me? Yeah. I want to I cure killed, a headache. I was a general and killed 600 people. <laughs> I cured cancer. Look at me now. Yeah, now I'm getting skull fucked by this fucking douchebag. <laughs> oh, man. Foreplay back then must have been crazy. It must have been. Hey, honey, I know we'll spice things up. A, a femur. <laughs> a femur. 
the price is right, you win your own very own pelvis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, shit. Well, that's about it for me. That's all I have. Dude, that was good. <laughs> I'm telling you, modern medicine, that's where it's at. Yeah, I mean. Now we're giving tests to people that the test has killed more people than the actual pandemic. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> or if anything, just shove, shove some cement up your ass. and Yeah. Or you can come over and I'll rub my shit on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anybody wants to be cleared of COVID, just let me know. I'll rub my <laughs> shit on you. <laughs> Not the hero we wanted, but Mitch is the hero we need. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a cape with the little poo emoji on it. Yeah. It's like it's like my my Mitch signal is up in the sky. <laughs> Time a, to go shit on people. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. Ah, it's dookie. <laughs> oh shit, he's shitting on us. Oh shit. Yeah, that's what I would do. See, that's what it'd be fun. Like, it, could you imagine going back in time and then like walking in on some of these like practices, and you're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I brought ibuprofen from the future. Just take yeah. one of these with some water. You'll yeah, be fine. I understand. No, no, I understand you got a headache, but do not shove your head up that elephant's ass, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> <laughs> but my doctor with one arm told me to do it. <laughs> I get that you have a cold, but take this NyQuil and don't let all your blood go. Okay? Yeah. I promise you. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking ignorant fucks. Give a country some Tums and you would save the world. Yeah, yeah. Hey, honey, I know you're... Listen, ladies, I know your pussy stinks. But use this douche instead. And they're like, a douche? Yeah. I'd rather stick a burning candle up my butt. I bet that cures some shit. <laughs> it does. Hey, <laughs> well, you know, if you, put a, if you put a candle in your ear, it'll help with wax buildup. Oh, you don't say. You never heard of that? No. Really? So my mom used to have to do it for my brother because he used to have such wax buildup in his ears. He would lay down and they would have put a candle, uh, candle in his ear and it would pull all the wax out of his ear. Okay, see, I thought you were talking about like the melted wax would drip into his ear and then it would build up. No, so like there would be like a, uh, so there would be like a, uh, a coffee filter like that would catch all the wax that would drip. But oh, it would pull all the wax out. It was it was pretty it's pretty weird, but the doctor told him to do that. What doctor? Is it the same one that told me to grind up mummies? The grind up teeth. Good God, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I understand that you have a um it's like, oh you got a cut on your head? You need a donkey kick. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's this is another good point for this. Um most of these doctors were probably threatened with their lives. He's like, hey, if you don't cure my headache, we're going to behead you and all your family. So he just makes some shit up. Yeah, he's like, you some donkey shit. 
<laughs> you have to get kicked by a horse. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Get get the blood pecked out by a blue jay. Yeah. He goes, we thought you were the best doctor. Dude, I was, I was working cleaning up cow shit over there. Like, <laughs> I'm my doctor. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a farmer. I don't understand where you got doctor from. So- <laughs> <laughs> I've been picking apples, like, all day. Yeah, I'm what you call an apple farmer. I actually was, like, living on the streets for two weeks before that. You didn't yeah. see me? No, of course you didn't. Because nope, I, here's I the stick. You're medical. a doctor now. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually need medical practices. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we saw you had a wooden leg. You must be the doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I died in your. I I lost my leg in your army. It's like, mm, no, you're a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the town drunk. I can't. Eat, I'm blind. Like I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> well, you either cure me or we stick you on a pike. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> well, elephant ass it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Yeah, you want to go on a whale carcass? <laughs> <laughs> you ever been, you ever seen the inside of a whale? <laughs> uh, well, Here's a chicken egg. Just stick it up your butt. <laughs> yeah. Here's a chicken egg. Just stick it up your butt. Let it hatch, of course. <laughs> what came first, the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> no more cancer. <laughs> <laughs> if that was the cure for cancer, I don't think I could do it. Could you imagine? I have a fever. All right. Well, here's a chicken egg. <laughs> Let it hatch. Now, we're going to cut... We're going to cut the back of your neck and uh, let a leech suck on it for a couple days. Don't you love how all these, uh, the, the game, like uh, the, all the commercials now for like medicine, they're like, may give you diarrhea, heart attack, stroke. You know? <laughs> it's like, wait a second. I just want to cure depression. And it's like, might cause severe depression, suicidal yeah. thoughts. Yeah, this. <laughs> Shitting your pants. Oh man, the symptoms. <laughs> Shedding your pants. <laughs> so, I never could understand that. I know blood pressure medicine nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> may yeah. cause actual blood pressure. Yeah, heart to explode. Yeah, yeah. May cause temporary blindness. May <laughs> cause permanent blindness. <laughs> We're just making these up as we go. <laughs> and then it says at the bottom, you should try anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to tell everybody that they need to go on Apple iTunes and they need to rate and review our podcast. It really doesn't affect our ego. It just makes me not want to come over to your house and, and um, shove chicken eggs up your ass. So if you could go on Apple uh, Podcasts, go on reviews, and put uh, – I once had cement mix up my ass and then let me know your address because I really want to meet you. Um, <laughs> that's our next guest. <laughs> yeah, that's our next guest. Uh, seriously, though, if you suck semen up your ass, not semen, but cement. I know those words kind of sound. Yeah, there's the, the T. The T yeah. silent. I don't yeah. want to I don't want to have anybody on the show that's had semen up their ass. All right. I can give you <laughs> shits less. <laughs> <laughs> Someone hits you up like, "Hey, I was 
thought you guys were looking for a dude with semen in his ass. So. <laughs> yeah, I still have it there. I thought it cured cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hangnail on my thumb. Just left it in there. Just left it in there. Yep. So uh, I want to tell everybody that if if uh, make sure you uh, you go on uh, the Daily Commuter and you could uh, share Brady's uh, post. You know, let it get around. Let people know. You know, um, even if you don't donate, um, the support is 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 just as great too. We appreciate everybody that can help and and everybody that has helped. Um, when actually this whole thing gets done and over with, I'm going to go through the list of donors and, um, personally thank them ourselves. We're going to bring them, we're going to shout them out in the podcast. I'll shoot them a, a message and, and tell them, thank you for everything you guys have done. Absolutely. And tune in Friday, uh, the scene from 6 PM to, I think it's 2 AM. I wrote that down wrong. 6 PM to 2 AM Eastern time. What is that like? 5 to 1 a.m. our time, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And what time is Mitch going to be on? Uh, you're front and center, I think. You're first I up. I am front and center. I'm going to boost up the show. Everybody's going to be like, who is that guy without no shirt? Yeah. But do look at those glorious hairy nipples. He should braid yeah. those. And there goes all of our listeners. <laughs> so until next week. Um, we hope you have a wonderful day. I said tune in Friday. You're going to see Mitch there. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it because his nipple scared me. Mm. It usually does, but it helps with depression. <laughs> Cure depression, just get you some Mitch nipple. Just get you a little bit of Mitch nipples. The best <laughs> part of waking up is yeah. a little bit of Mitch nipple in your cup. Yep, now available at uh, Carpool Shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, Mitch's nipples, and it's a coffee mug that has Mitch's nipples on them. Yeah, I'll make it. Don't do it. I'll make a. I'll make a coffee mug. We already gave away a coffee mug. We gave away a shirt. Yeah, I doubt. I'll make a mug with your nipple on it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand there's a lot of people out there that want my nipples on a mug. I get it, but. Or better yet, I can make like a silhouette of a nipple and it just has the words Mitch wrapped around it. Mm. Like it sure. almost looks like pubes, but it just spells out Mitch. Mm. You had me on Let's End This Show. All right, man. <laughs> Till next week. We'll see you, man. Have a good one. All right. See you, buddy. <laughs>